Hello, welcome to episode 9 of Virtual Strangers, our weekly virtual reality games-focused podcast. It's not a po- games cast, should we say. Um, I'm joined by everyone today, so we've got Justin, we've got Roots, and we've got Wes, and then we've got myself, Alex. It's been a busy week, as everyone knows. We've had uh, two big hardware launches from Oculus. We've got the uh, Rift S, and we've got the Quest, which means new games. So... I'm going to do is just quickly list some of the games that have come out. I know I've probably missed some, uh, some of the bigger games that have not ports, and then what we're going to do is some of them we can talk about in, in, a, in a minute. So we've got Dead and Buried 2, which was released on the Quest and also on the Rift. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to play that. We've got Shadow Point, which is on both Quest and Rift, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, we've got Dance Central, which I'm sure we were all dancing in our in our play spaces. No. No, that's, uh, none of us got that. And then we've got Vader Immortal, which we will be talking about. But we're going to do a separate in- uh, interview. We're going to do a separate review on that one, uh, which Wes and Justin are going to cover. We will we'll probably launch that. We'll probably do that on the same day as this, so we should hopefully have that uh, to access as well. Uh, Journey of the Gods, We I think uh, one of us maybe tried that on the demo of that, but we haven't been able to pick that one up yet. And then we've got Face Your Fears, which Justin has tried, and Sports Scramble. So <clears throat> PSVR, we've had Everybody's Golf, which was released uh, this week, but again, none of us have tried. And I just want to quickly say, actually, I know probably people are probably thinking, all these games, we've not played them all. Unfortunately, because we're quite new, uh, we don't get a lot of keys, so we can't afford to buy every game so this is why we've, we've got some but we haven't got all of them hopefully we will get to the other games in the future um, next week we've got three big PSVR releases we've got Blood and Truth on the 28th we've got Five Nights at Freddy's on the 28th and then we've got Trover Saves the Universe on the 31st we've talked about these infinitely before so we're not going to go over them again but I believe are you are you guys picking any of these up next week? We will we be able to talk about them next week, hopefully. Blood and truth. Uh, Blood yeah. And truth, yeah. Yeah, most likely both of them, probably. Same. I'll yeah. definitely be picking up both. Because obviously, Trover Save the Universe is coming to PC, but I believe it's on the fourth. Is that right? Uh, on yeah. Steam. So that's going to be the week after. But are you so so? Are you picking this up on PSVR, Wes? Uh, I'm still. Flip flopping on this one. Uh, I, I was going to get it on Steam, but then again, uh, I don't want to wait. I'm very pumped for this game. Uh, also, uh, I have a rental service. I subscribe to GameFly, oh. so I may be able to pick this one up without dropping the thirty bucks for it. So, it's, it's okay. a possibility that I that I do play this one on PS4. Hopefully, next week we'll be able to talk about Blood and Truth. We'll be able to talk about Trover Saves the Universe. I don't think any of you are bothered about. Five nights at Fridays, are you? Uh, I may have it because my my children are super pumped at it. I'm looking right now at a three foot glow in the dark black light Freddy plushie because my kids are gigantic Five Nights at Freddy's fans. So I'll probably have this. I'm probably not going to play through the whole thing, but I should be able to give some impressions on it. Okay, that's cool. So we've got three we'll talk about next week. We'll save that for next week because obviously. You'll be able to have actually hands-on impressions of that. We've also got a PC VR release, which is Free Diver Triton Down. That's coming on the thirtieth. 
we have actually, luckily, the developers love us and they've given us early access to the game. So we're going to be able to give you a review of that, but it's under embargo. So we can't talk about that today, but we're going to review that and that'll be on Thursday at, I think it's 9 a.m. Pacific time. So keep an eye out for that. We'll be having the review go out as soon as the game's launched so you can check that out and hopefully it'll help you decide whether to buy the game or not. Um, we've also had another game announced, Zed, which is coming on the 4th of June. Um, I don't really know much about this game, so we're going to probably save that till next week uh, and talk about it before launch because obviously it's not coming out next week, it's the week after. We've also got next week, we've got Assetto Corsa Competizione. That's coming uh, out of early access. So that's a full release of the game on the 29th, so next week. Uh, I've actually got this game, but I've tried it in early access, and unfortunately, it ran like shit. So basically, I've decided to wait for it to come out of early access and see if they've optimized it. But uh, hopefully, I will try this actually next week. I'll install it and give it a go with the VR support. It's going to be the full, all the all the tracks on all the cars from the blank blank pain uh, GT series. So it's going to be, I think there's about 16 tracks and quite a few cars. So it's going to be worth checking that out. And another game, which I only found out about today, which I've just added, which is another racing game, which has been announced uh, coming December at the end of the year, which is Automobilista, another Italian name, 2. Um, I haven't played the first one, mainly because it's a really old game and it's uh, quite dated. But from what I've heard, the, the, the physics and the AI and everything is really good. But what's interesting about this one is it's actually going to be using the Project Cars big game engine so it's going to have the project cars weather and all the, the, the visuals but it's going to have more uh you know hard, hardcore shit <laughs> <laughs> what should we move on to oh uh, well let's see what was he talking about a set of corsa some other yeah move on game. all right so we're going to move on to phantom covert ops yeah phantom covert ops You guys know anything about this? I know you're kayaking. You're it's a stealth kayaking game. It's very bizarre. It looks cool. It's like a shooter game where you're on a kayak, and I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, sorry. Different. I'm back. I'm back now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're you're basically a disabled serviceman. I don't know. I don't know. You're 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 <laughs> you're in a kayak, and you, apparently you're going to be spending the entire time in this kayak. So I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Whether you know it's going to be quite a short game because. You know, I can't imagine four or five hours how they're going to eke that out of you just being in a kayak the entire time. But, yeah, it's, it's something that got announced. There's no release date. Interestingly, they're showing uh, Quest footage and not, not Rift footage. Before the Quest came out, everyone was showing Rift footage. Now that the Quest's out, everyone's showing Quest footage. But um, it's coming to both. It just says 2019, so we don't know exactly when that's going to be released. But I thought I'd mention it because it looks quite interesting. Something I've not really seen before. So um, I don't think there's much more to say on it. Anyone else want to say anything on that one before I move on? Yeah, I just say, man, that is a an odd concept, unique. So, uh, yeah. I, it is I'm, definitely I'm unique. I, I was just going to say that I, I don't know. I've been waiting for a, a shooter kayak game my whole life. So, <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it, this is right up my alley. So I'm excited to see what the hell this thing it, uh, it seems like it seems like the mechanic for like the opening scene of a larger game to me. Yeah, I yeah, it's like a 
to climb with. I wonder if the kayaking is on rails or if you can actually go all over the place in the water. That's all. No idea, man. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be quite linear, like just down a single track, but whether you can maybe steer steer left and right or whether it's just going to be used kind of rowing and you're just going to go straight, I don't know, but... I don't know. It's, it could be an interesting idea. It's something we've not seen before. It's like you say, where it feels like it should be part, maybe a section of a single-player game rather than a full full game based on this. But something we've not seen. So we'll, we'll give it a try, obviously, when it comes out. Um, so let's move on to some actual games that we have played and we can talk about. First of all, we've got Pavlov, which was announced for the Quest. Um this is actually now available in open alpha, which you can actually put on the quest. Justin, I know you've tried this. How do you, you this is not in the store. You have to, you have to sideload this or something. Yeah. If you go onto the Pavlov discord, you can find the file, like the developers put it up there and uh, there's all the installation instructions are there. It's not, it's not hard to sideload. Um, you know, you know, he, there's even a, a bat file included with, with it. So you can just, you got to hook up your Quest to your PC, you know, via the the USB-C cable, and uh, then you download it. And then you there's there's some like Oculus developer stuff you have to enable, and then some like SDKs you have to download. But once you've done all that, you just do the bat file. It'll install, <clears throat> and this thing will run just like any other game, uh, except it's in the unknown sources area in your library. And I mean, it looks it looks pretty good. So first, I got the the build number one and the performance was really bad like it was just like re, like reprojection just moving your gun it was like you know you know like that and like uh you're moving around moving around everywhere was choppy but this is this is a video that i captured of build number five and this one actually moves pretty well um so like a lot some of the sound effects are weird like sometimes you shoot your gun and you won't hear anything and sometimes you will um but you can like manually reload um, some of the guns don't let you. I'm not sure why, but like this right here, this gun, just like in the PC Pavlov, you can uh, you load it the same. You whatever the hell the thing on the top is, you pull it up, you pull the uh, ammo away, you reach here, you you put the new container of ammo. Then you have to actually pull the the chain of bullets up and place them on, just like on PC. Then turn the gun aside and cock it. And um, so I was going around killing. I was playing against humans, so you can play multiplayer humans right now, or you can play against the computer. And um, I did notice sometimes when I had the gun up close to my face, it would kind of like move around a little bit, like there were tracking issues. So I don't know if that's a hardware issue or if it's a software issue they can fix. But uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's pretty impressive. This There's no glass, like you can just walk through here. So there's no shattering glass like there is in Pavlov. Um, <laughs> Yeah, is it? Have you? Could you play this on the PC as well? Um, so how how does it look? Is it does it look a lot of a downgrade, or is it surprisingly good? It's surprisingly good. The yeah. PC graphics of this game aren't that great to me. No, no. The thing with this is, uh, this game's <laughs> all about the mods. Um, obviously, it's the the Steam. Uh, what's what do they call it? The Steam um, thing where you, yeah, community where you can workshop. Just workshop, workshop yeah. yeah, sorry, workshop where you can download maps just mm-hmm. integrated straight into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if are they going to be able to do it like this? I don't know. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the main thing because without those, for me, Pavlov's not really as good. 
the, you've only got like two maps that are built into it. So without those, all those maps and all the various game modes and everything, because they've got like uh, Terrace Town, whatever they call it, and Deathmatch, Team Deathmatch. They've even got, I think it's, they've even got um, a Battle Royale mode now, which someone's made. So, you know, it's crazy what the modders are doing with it. But obviously it's going to be interesting to see whether this gets mod support. So This alpha um, that's something. has three maps. Oh, does it? Okay. It has bridge, data center, and sand. But the, develop, the developer said that he was going to put in maps from the workshop that were like popular. And if you can sideload this whole game, I'd be surprised if you can't end up sideloading maps too. Yeah, because yeah. I think the thing about it is obviously isn't the copyright issues with the maps because a lot of them are ripped straight from like uh, Counter-Strike and stuff. So I always thought that right. as long as the devs don't put them in, it's okay. But if obviously he's putting them in the game as part of the game, then that's when it becomes an issue. So, But like you say, maybe you can just sideload side load them in. So, well, Wes, what are you going to say? I was just going to agree with what he's saying. Any kind of mod that comes to any of these quest games, I think is going to be you'll you'll install an entire build of the game through the side loading process. I think it'll be true for this game and any others as well. It's interesting that you can side load this, so it makes you wonder if we can get Beat Saber custom maps. Because if you can side load. Mm-hmm. The mod onto that. If it's the same game, then you know I, I'm, I'm feeling confident that they're going to do it. Spence with it with Beat Saber. So yeah, I and think that'll... it's going to be a, a free for all on this device because developer mode is so easy to act, to access, and uh, the fact that you can sideload into it. I think that uh, the modders are going to have a field day with this device. Yeah. Anyone else? Do you want to say anything else, Justin, on that, or are you finished? No, that's about it. Yeah, okay. I do. I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna ask Justin. Now that the it's only on the quest, as far as you can only play against quest players, correct? Yes. Not cross. Yeah, um, and I, I I heard that it's not gonna be cross play. How many humans did you run into? Because that would be my concern. Is like at least for now, that's a lot of jank to go through. I mean, it's not that big for you or for me or for a lot of people that really want to play it. But I can't imagine there's that many people in the lobby, and we all know multiplayer. I mean, that's the death of every game. Now, granted, you if you own it already, um, it doesn't really matter. But I just would. I was hoping they would make it cross-platform, and I don't know what they what that would entail. But that. You know, the more community, the better for every online multiplayer, right? Yeah. And I would never play this on Quest, personally. Um, I would just play it on PC. Uh, I just did this. I played this just as, just as an experiment to see how well it ran. And, you know, um, but I guess a lot of people only have Quest, so this is going to be their mm-hmm. only option. Um, yeah, he's get, uh, the thing is, when he got in early with this game, and that's why it's popular... Um, and obviously he's jumping in there again with the quest, wanting to get in one of the. If you, it's like uh, earlier. Isn't what's the first move advantage or whatever you call it? Where if you get in there first, you establish a community around it, and then it's hard for the other people to kind of build on that community. So mm-hmm. he's doing a good. He's doing a good job getting in there straight away. He's obviously been working on this uh, on the lead up to the launch because it's, it was pretty much two like two three days after. Um, they announced this this alpha gameplay, so he's he's trying to get it in there, get it in there first, and be the first like proper, more hardcore, you know, first person shooter on the quest and establish itself, which is fair enough, really. And when I went into this 
this game here, it said four out of ten. So that's there are four people in it when I joined. That more might have come in. I'm not sure. But everybody was pretty much just killing everybody. Nobody was playing on teams for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a bit of a free for all. But it's yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think that uh people love this sort of stuff. So you, it'll be popular if it's the only one out there, people will will jump on it and uh hopefully it'll gain some traction and it'll be popular on the quest as well as it cuz it's one of the, I think it's like the biggest on the PC player player base wise it's one that's like held open and that's probably down to the mod the mods and the the, the maps so as long as they get that on this then i think that it'll do well yeah, one, yeah. i'm sorry go ahead one more thing uh so it moves when you have the gun in just one hand it moves one to one like completely fluidly and but as soon as you put your left hand on the barrel it's not one to one anymore like when you tilt the gun it it kind of it doesn't feel very good to me. Um, and they've got like a because I know they've got like a virtual gun stock which stabilizes things. Which maybe, maybe maybe that's, that's what it is. Yeah, I use that because they've got like a virtual sh- like a shoulder thing where it kind of locks to the shoulder. So if you try and move it around, mm-hmm. it doesn't move. It kind of just moves in a certain way. It's weird. I've, okay. I didn't like it personally. But okay, that might have been what it was. It might be worth checking the options. Maybe yeah. it's turned on by default, but yeah. uh, I know some people like it, some people don't. So it's, I think it's a preference thing because obviously, if you don't have it, then you can. You've got you've got a lot of movement to try and aim and be accurate. Whereas if you've got that virtual gun stock, it's it's kind of simulating you pulling the gun up to your shoulder effectively. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, Justin, so let's assume this thing catches on and the lobbies stay full. Mm-hmm. You, you said you'd rather play it on PC, which mm-hmm. is understandable because you have a, a wireless setup on your Vive. But let's say you didn't have that and you had to choose between playing it wireless with the Quest or playing it wired with the Rift. Which one would you play? Wired with the Rift because I don't find the Quest comfortable. Ah, I see. I got you. Yeah. What a bummer. Doesn't I mean that's what I'm hearing about both rifts is that they're just not it's like Oculus just said, fuck comfort, man. Like who wants to be comfortable, you know? I have well, to uh I have to refute you there. That that S is very comfortable to me and to my wife and, and children too. I think it's an individual thing with this comfort deal. Everyone's face is different. Uh and even with the quest, I've gotten better over the last couple of days at fitting it and it's not as uncomfortable to me now as it was at first but rift s is totally comfortable man the thing is like wonderful yes it's very personal obviously people have got different shaped heads so i just find the rift the original the way you can tilt it like i just playing the games last night it's just so comfortable and i can i don't have to sacrifice either i can make it fit right and i can make it look good and uh, i just like wes was saying not everybody has that and i guess maybe the i'm i'm just going with my personal experience with the og riff maybe i guess not everybody has that experience with it either right i just That's wanted right. To, i just wanted to show that the quest can tilt see all this tilting i'm doing it's like a lot of tilting yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of play with it. You, that's that's the way I I, mm-hmm. I manage it. When I it starts to get heavy on my face, I just change the tilt to shift the weight on it, and it mm-hmm. takes care of it. Which, and to watch 
and to what you were saying, Roots, you're absolutely right. You think that the OG Rift is completely comfortable, and mm. to me, it's the most uncomfortable. So. Oh wow! So you, yeah, you just convinced convinced me that the Rift S probably won't be comfortable for me. <laughs> yeah, any Halo style doesn't work for me, but the Rift S at least has a top strap. I have to have a top strap. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the the Rift S is actually quite a bit different than than the PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Not only has it got that hybrid style with the uh, with the top strap, but the band on it is not elastic, so it's not constantly uh, pulling. There's a dial on the back, and it, you can dial it out super big, mm-hmm. and then you just you fit it on and uh, and tighten it up. So it's, it's a lot different than PSVR, actually. I detached PSVR's elastic hundred completely. Because it that wasn't even an option for me that elastic, yeah. Yeah. This one this one comes out actually a little bit bigger than uh, PlayStation VR, and there's no elastic at all on it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So does this hurt you on your forehead? That's where it kills me. So then I have to turn it so that like I have to pretty much I always play with it angled as much as I can so that the weight's on my cheeks instead of my forehead. Right, I put I put it mainly on my forehead, yeah. but but by me, the problem I was making at first is I wasn't putting the back strap mm-hmm. down far enough uh, toward my neck, and it was making the thing uh, out of balance a whole lot more and putting a lot more weight on my face. But as soon as I I, I uh, put some emphasis on getting that back strap correct first, and then getting the face mm-hmm. situated. It's been a lot more comfortable since then. I've always had, like, I don't have much room on this top strap left. Um, so, like, I've always had yeah. it as far down as I could pretty much get it. Yeah, that same, same here. I, I've got maybe an inch, inch and a half of that strap mm-hmm. showing when I, uh, when I attach it. I've got a big head, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. You're done. You're done talking your hardware. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew it when we started it. Yeah. I knew it was the beginning to Alex. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, uh, let's move on to another game, which uh, Justin you've played, Face Your Fears Two. Uh, I know you. This video you've got going on. Um, spoilers. Maybe don't watch. Yeah, just listen. Don't watch if you don't want to have any spoilers because it is like playing through part of the game. So pre-warned. Yeah. So yeah, this video um, is the 2013 part. So there's two different tracks you can go. There's a 1983, and then there's a 2013. 1983 is called The Investigation, and it's like these paranormal researchers are are checking out this haunted house. And then 2003 ends up being the same area, the same house, um, and it's like a different, a different storyline going on. Um, so... This game is very different than Face Your Fears, the original one, is that because this actually, you know, actually have free locomotion and levels that you're walking through. And, you know, Face Your Fears, the original, you're just pretty much stuck in one spot. Um, and there's not much else to it. And this game has, like, a lot of platforming and, like, lots of climbing. And it actually, you're going to die a lot. They could have called this game I Expect You to Die Too, because you die. I, I don't know how many times I died. I. More than 30 times, probably. Uh, because, I don't know, you. the platforming's tricky. You'll, you're going to fall to your death a lot. You're going to be climbing, and you're going to 
I don't know if it's if it's tracking or if it's the game, but sometimes you feel like, hey, I thought I grabbed that, but you're going to fall and die. Um, or you're going to get killed by wildlife. There's so much wildlife trying to kill you, especially in in uh, this, this uh, track that I'm playing here in 2013. Um, so you have to go through and there's lots of puzzles. You have to find certain items to use at certain places. Like, you know, maybe you'll have to find a key that's going to go over here or a fuse that's going to turn this thing on or pliers that'll unlock a lock or open up a, a lock. Uh, all sorts of different stuff. Some of the puzzles were a little tricky. That took a little while to figure out what I was supposed to do. Um, the tracking was good, except for when I was climbing. That was the only time where the tracking seemed weird, a little wonky. Like Sometimes the display would just kind of like freeze. Like it didn't know where I was. I don't know if it had something to do with my hands being up here. And sometimes the display would just go black briefly and then it would come back. And I, I don't know if it's because I collided with things or what the deal was, but um, I thought it was fun. I started out really frustrated by this game because in 1983, there's a lot, there's some, some tough platforming stuff. Um, but once I got past that, I liked it a lot more, and I yeah, I would say this is probably my favorite quest game that I've played, and I recommend it. It's twenty dollars, I believe. Uh, have what, you finished? Have you finished this? Then be... yeah, I finished both, and I also uploaded a video of the endings. Of like how, the how long did it take you? Uh, this the two thousand thirteen one might have taken me an hour. The nineteen eighty three one. That could have been two hours. That one I had a much much tougher time with. Okay. Um, so it's a recommended twenty dollars, you think? Yeah. If you like scary, we don't scary stuff. Yeah, yeah I started to watch a bit of your footage because I didn't want to watch it all because I didn't want to spoil it. But some spiders in there, which uh, you get you get a hammer, yeah. and then you've got these big these spiders, massive spiders coming at you. So that's going to be uh, interesting. We've not we've not got confirmation um, if this is coming to Rift. So hopefully it yeah. will, because I know Roots, you're a bit uh, disappointed that we've not got this on the Rift yet. Yeah, well, I'm just disappointed that I didn't get to see any of the uh, Face Your Fears ones DLCs. Like I, I've not going to ever get a go. Um, it's just not going to happen. So I don't understand why they haven't brought it to us yet. So I'm, I am hoping that, I mean, I didn't even realize it was this cool, like where you can actually get to drive and, and do a bunch of shit. That's really cool. So, um, I'm hoping it comes to the rift crossing my fingers, uh, because if it doesn't, I think it's, it's a lot of lost money. Cause I'm pretty sure everybody will pick it up. Yeah, it looks it looks definitely a lot more than the first one because the first was like an experience, kind of like short little more passive experiences, uh, whereas this is obviously more of a full full fleshed out game. So, um, and if Justin recommends it, you know it's got to be good. Huh. For real, for real. <laughs> yeah, it looks totally solid for a, a mobile game, especially man. I mean, this looks good. Yeah. So, uh, um, anyone else got any questions for Justin on this? No, uh, you asked my question. I was just wondering how, how long the, the, the thing was until... All uh, right, yeah. Go on, Justin, you were going to say something. Uh, should I, you know, you, you said spiders. Should I tell any of the other animals? Or is that, I mean, right here in this video, there's a snake trying to kill me. It did kill me. A 
a second yeah. ago, but then I, I figured out what I had to do right there. But I won't say what I did in case somebody's listening. Yeah. 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 So is, is that kind of like how the puzzles are? Like what we've just saw and seen in the video? Don't obviously don't say yeah. what you did, but yeah. See, the, kind no, of like just environmental puzzles where you're having to use objects to do certain things to get past certain. It's like, uh, yeah. That one was yeah. on the easier end right there, that puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. You never got frustrated, then never got stuck and like thought you, you didn't know what the f- fuck you were supposed to be doing, sort of thing. I did on platforming stuff, but not really on the puzzles. So when um, you say platforming, are you, are you actually jumping? Actually physically jumping? You're not the jumping, game? but there are parts where you have to go like, uh, you have to walk across narrow platforms and, right. and kind of like drop down. Like, You'll walk oh, off right. of a platform onto a lower yeah. one, and there are a lot of times where you'll you'll fall and die, and you won't really realize why, or you won't really right. realize where was I supposed to go. That happens sometimes, but in the options there is a hints thing you can turn on, but I wouldn't do that. But you could. Yeah, I always turn that stuff off because it just spoils the game if you if yeah. you have hints on there. So. Okay. I got yeah, a that, question. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, um, like, if you guys have the same thing. And I, I was experiencing this last night playing a, a game that we can't talk about until the embargo's off. And, uh, you know, you get to these puzzles and, and you get stuck on something and it's it can get frustrating, right? And um, I think it's part, part of it's in VR. Like, it's so much more like when I'm in VR – I have less tolerance than if I'm playing a flat game, I, I can deal with stuff a lot more. But when I'm in there, I want to solve it. And it just I, it's it's something weird. I don't know um, if you guys feel the same way or it's something that's maybe it's just something that's just to me only. Yeah, I, I can't I can't stand when when there's no option to turn the hints off and specifically to the, the game you were talking about uh about playing last night i was playing the same game last night and this really bothered me about it that that it it didn't give you any option it just basically told you what to do the whole time like uh go here and do that you know like i think that should be an option because i like to figure things out on my own it's all very cryptic we're talking (laughs) not saying what we're talking about (laughs) Yeah, well, 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 you'll find out about that. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about on this before we move on? Uh, it's free locomotion only. Um, oh, no, is it? No, yeah, no teleport? No teleport. And Does it have like blinders and stuff like that? Uh, I'm, like snap turn and stuff? Yeah, there's snap turn and I'm pretty sure there's yeah vignette, comfort vignette. Although why would, why would you use snap turn when you've got a wireless headset? I don't know. But well, some, sure people, some people, some people want to sit. All oh, right, yeah, I suppose. Do you? Because I know, uh, Wes, you obviously sit on PC VR. Are you finding you stand now with a Quest? Or uh, I actually, I, I stand a lot. It's not, it's not that I sit while I play, but I do use the thumbsticks right. even though I'm standing. Uh, but uh, no, I've actually been moving around a lot more with my Quest. But that's basically because I'm in there playing in a larger room. So I know that I have space. I don't have to worry about busting my TV up. And uh, not only that, but the uh, the pass-through plus is a game changer. So it gives me some self-assurance that I'm not going to uh, destroy something. So I am moving uh, around a little bit more, but I always 
almost always stand when I play PC bar. Anyway, I just use my sticks to turn instead of turning physically. But with Quest, you're, with Quest, you're using the, the stick to turn too. No, not as much. But like I said, that's it's more of a I have more space in there mm-hmm. type deal. And the, with the pass through plus, I can see my my surroundings a little bit better. Uh, so no, I, I'm I'm moving around a bit more with the Quest now uh, because of that. Okay. All right. So if no one else has got anything else to talk about on Face Your Fears 2, recommend by Justin, Mm -hmm. which means it's definitely good. So let's move on to uh, an experience, a free experience that came out, I think it was last weekend, weekend before, if you're listening to this recording, uh, Wolves in the Walls, which was made by... I think it's Fable Studios, who were originally part of the Oculus Stories group, but I think they got shut down. And this is one of their projects that they were working on. It's based on a, uh, is it a comic or a novel? I'm not sure. Where's you know more about this, about the author of this one? It's a short story by a a writer who's well known in the comic book world, Neil Gaiman. Uh, He didn't write the script for this, but he wrote the short story that this was based on. Okay, uh, so you, you start, you, you've, you've played this as well, so why don't you start, give us yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I tried that this morning, actually, and I was really impressed with the, uh, the audio-visual art style of it. That, that was probably the most impressive thing about it to me, is just the style of it, the way the story and uh, the scenes uh, unfold around you. And uh, uh, that was, you know, I, I always, when I try one, one of these experiences, I always like them, but they're never longer than two or three, five minutes. This one considerably longer at around, what, it was like 20 to 30 minutes, this thing. and uh, 20 minutes, I think, yeah. 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. And, and it's interactive. You're not just watching it, but the, you're actually uh, this little girl's companion. It looks like she's, like, drawn you, I guess, and you're kind of her imaginary friend. And as you can see in the trailer there, uh, she she uh, hands you things, and you actually help her solve some of her uh, uh, problems that she's uh, facing there, or at least help. I'm not sure how much you actually solve anything, but uh, the interactivity uh, connects you with the characters more, and, uh, and that in itself is a big improvement over any of these experiences that I've tried in the past. And, and like I said, looking at this thing in the Rift S, uh, the audio visual, the art style, everything was top notch. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I did as well. I'll pass it over to Roots to let you talk as well. What did you think to this? Uh, I went into this expecting another Pearl or you know Age of Sail, something that was like Wes said was was good, but didn't leave much of an impression um, at too much later, but um, I literally, I was blown away. I was blown away with so many things, the storytelling that, I mean, I literally looked this, this experience and I, I see the future of, of interactive movies and what this game, or I guess I kind of consider it a mini game almost as much of an experience, but it, um, what it did the best, I believe, was really made you feel like you were a part of the story. Like 
when she draws you, like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I, that's how much it impressed on me when she draws you and like, she's talking to you. And like, even when you like, at first you don't have hands. So you're kind of like a, a, an observer. And then she like tries to give you something and she's like, Oh, I forgot. And so she draws your hands and then all of a sudden you have hands and, um, it was just done so well that, you know, I'm not the most emotional person, but like I felt for this little kid, like I really like, you know, just every, I don't know, like she's, she's kneeling down and she's drawing stuff on the ground and you like, you know, she has you kneel down with her and just, I don't know. I just, everything about this thing, I would say if you have VR and you don't see, check this out, considering it's free, I, I think you're, um, you're a fool. I, it was that good to me. Now, maybe everybody doesn't feel that way about it, but I, I just um, was blown away. So, yeah, and how good was the, the voice acting roots? It was spot on, right? Every Everything about it. It was just, I felt like this little girl, like I was her imaginary friend. Um, it just, it was, it really pulled me in and it was, it was something I did not expect. I, I just thought, okay, it's going to be another experience. Um, the other ones are good, but, uh, this was, was next level. And, um, I, I don't know whatever happened to the company or why it went under or what's going on, but I, I hope Neil, you said it's Neil Diamond. I don't know. I didn't think that sounded right. Um, I don't think he's doing that as well, but, um, I'm hope, I hope this person does more, uh, more interactive stories because, um, it, it was, it was phenomenal. Is the character sweet Caroline? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> didn't, didn't this didn't the of this also write Caroline? Coraline. Caroline. Oh, Coraline. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Sweet Coraline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, before we move to Justin, because I know he's not quite as into this one, and I'll probably give my my quick thoughts on it. Um, <clears throat> I I don't think the story probably pulled. I didn't feel emotionally connected as much as maybe some of the other stuff like Age of Sail. We're going to talk about those in a little second anyway. Um, but I think what, what I liked about this most over all the others was just the interactivity, the way that they had you. I just felt more connected to the actual, like you're actually in this rather than you just watching something. So she's talking to you. There's a lot of times where she's in like a, just a black background and I, I found that the 3D of this character really pops more because obviously there's nothing else around her. So it just looked really sharp and 3D to me. I, you know, I really felt like she was there. And it, it was just really creative the way that they did the interactions with, like she gives you a magnifying glass and a camera and you can look through the camera and stuff. Uh, and, and then the way that they move, you're constantly f moving around and following her as she walks. And then sometimes that she'll go behind something, she'll peer something else and, the world's changing around you. It's not like she's just sat in a room and she's talking to you. Sometimes she'll go, it's like the way that it's like she'll go underneath a table and she's, all of a sudden you're in, a, in a, an entire room and she just comes, crawls out from underneath the table and then her mum's there and then, you know, one thing I will say is that um, it's not a kid's thing, I would say. It's It's got a dark theme to it and I don't think a young child would, would be able to handle it. So bear that in mind. <clears throat> If you're thinking of throwing your, you know, seven or eight year old, or I don't know what age would would be okay with it, but it's definitely not for young children. Um, 
Yeah, 20 minutes. I really enjoyed it. I think it's part one of uh, a few that they're, that, they're, that they're doing. So, and it's in early access as well. I'm not sure what that's all about, but it's, uh, yeah, for some reason it's, it's on showing as early access on Oculus, but uh, it feels like a complete experience to me. So, yeah, uh, Justin, I'll let you obviously quickly give your impressions, but also what I wanted to do was just talk about some other experiences like this, these free type of uh, experiences, what you enjoyed more than this and, and what you've tried before. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I thought this was okay. I just, I, I wasn't, I didn't like the story, this whole wolves in the wall thing. I just felt like this girl was schizophrenic or something. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, everyone like kept saying it's all over. I didn't really get what that's all about. And the whole, and, I'm not going to say what the ending was, but I was just like, what? What's going on here? Okay. I just didn't get it. So I wasn't that impressed. Yeah, I didn't really get the story that much. It was, like you said, they kept saying it's all over, but obviously we can't spoil the ending without telling you what they meant. But mm. that, it was just more, I think it was just more the, the visuals, like, like Wes said, it's like the art audio. It is like a piece of art almost with the way that they've created this experience and the way that they'll lead you around. Because mm -hmm. like right at the beginning, she, she obviously, she kind of draws you. And then she says, oh, you're too, you're too tall. So then she draws you again and you're smaller. And then she like walks 360 around you. So you're literally following her around the experience. And I think that was done on, on purpose to just to let you know. Because a lot of times when you put someone new into VR, I don't know if you've found this. Because <clears throat> I put my dad into that Berlin Blitz um World War Two thing, and he literally sat there the entire time looking forward like this. Mm -hmm. He didn't move his head at all. It was like, and I, he had the headphones on, so he couldn't hear me. And I was saying, "Dad, you can look around. You can turn around, Dad." And he, he literally just sat there like this mm -hmm. the entire like time. And I, I find people don't realize that they can, you, know, you, you can literally walk around. You can look around. So I think it was a smart move for them to literally say straight away, you know, follow this girl around. And make sure you're aware because you will be spinning around. You will be following her. She's constantly walking around, and it just, it just, and it felt very intimate with her as well. Not in a dirty way, but just, just the way <laughs> she was talking to you and she was like giving you things, and you did feel like you had a connection with her in a like as a friend. You felt like a friend almost. So yeah, I, very. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't but connect you, with her. You have, you have or, no soul though. Or so feel like she care. was my friend. I don't it's know. because you're. It's because you're dead inside. I think, I think so. <laughs> or robot. Um, I no, so. I. Uh, I. Um, I think she's just got her really elaborate imagination, and her family is just completely fed up. Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of it. And I, I don't know what the noises in the wall is, but you know that's that's what she's came up with this story and. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk, I'll tell you what I think it is in between, you know, um, when we finished filming this, what I think the whole th Wolves in the Wall meant or the ending yeah, that they interested. kept saying. Obviously, we can't spoil it, but it'd be interesting but, to hear your guys' thoughts on it, definitely. But yeah, I felt really connected with her. I just felt, um, I felt like I was her imaginary friend and I, I, you know, maybe it was just the mood I was in, but it just, um, it touched me in a way that, you know, uh, almost like Anthony's, uh, you know, tear on Beat Saber moment, like I just saw the future of interactive storytelling and I felt it, you know, and it was just amazing to me. But, you know, it's, it's a perfect example how, you know, two different people go into the same experience and just your life 
experiences and everything, even your day can shape how you look at something. Um, you know, maybe yeah. I just had a real, really good day that day or yesterday. So I don't know. Little kid so movies. Like, sorry, little sorry. kid movies make me cry often. Just so you know, I am capable. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're, not, we're only joking. Yeah, not, we know we're not dead inside. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I was going to say is what we could maybe do is right at the end of this video, we can do a little little spoiler talk just for people at the end. Uh, turn it off. Thank yeah. You. yeah, yeah, just they, they turn it off. We'll maybe do that. We'll see what time we're running on. But uh, Justin, because I know you said uh, you actually pointed a couple out to me that I'd not seen before. Yeah. Uh, you said you prefer the Google Spotlight stuff like the Age of yeah. Sales, it Pearl and... There haven't, talk about those yeah, bit. there haven't been any Oculus experiences that did much for me. None of those. But the Google Spotlight ones have. So uh, Age of Sail was my favorite one of all. And uh, Pearl I liked. And I liked Son of Jaguar. Um, those were my three favorite of those types types of things. Yeah, if you've not tried them, definitely download them. Age of Sail were definitely my favorite as well. This. It's not difficult to talk again without spoiling it, but just there was a. I just felt more emotional on that one uh, than 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 this one. This didn't really connect to me more emotionally as much, which is weird because you are interacting. Maybe it's because I don't like kids, but uh, yeah, I uh, I felt more emotional on on Age of Sail. I, I tried Pearl as well, and I didn't feel that much with that one. I tried um, Son of is it Son of Jag Son of the Jaguar? Son of yeah. Jaguar. Yeah, that was that was pretty. Uh, <laughs> That was like a Pixar film, really. Like, uh, what's that, Coco? If you've seen that, it kind of reminded me of that and the vibe and everything. That was entertaining. The one I think I enjoyed the most, other than Age of Sail, was uh, Berlin Blitz, which I mentioned before, which is uh, that connected to me on an emotional level. I think just because it's you're in, a, you're sat in a World War Two bomber and you're on a bombing run, but all the audio is from the actual recording from the actual bombing run so it just felt obviously you just knowing that that was real that's something that happened and then obviously this certain text that pops up tells you about things which actually teared me up a little bit but uh, yeah they're the ones i think age of sale and uh berlin blitz was probably the one ones that connected with me the most what about you wes yeah i haven't played a whole lot of these things the, the ones that i all these, the Age of Sail and the ones you guys are talking about, I have no idea. I've never experienced those. I didn't even know they existed until just five mm. minutes ago. The I'm ones I've played, up to do. yeah, it sounds like it. I, I've done a couple of them on, on Oculus. Uh, I did, I think it's called Lost, and it was kind of short. I enjoyed the, uh, the, the visuals of it, but it, I mean, what was that thing, like 20 seconds, 30 seconds? Couldn't have been very long. Yeah. Uh, the probably my favorite one that I've tried is the Bond, and it's a story of a, a shaman and a hunter and uh, animals in the forest. And I, I don't want to give that thing away, but it, it was a little bit longer, maybe five to seven minutes. I enjoyed it, but these things are always so short uh, mm. that I, I never really give them much uh, credit anymore, and I don't really try them. I wouldn't have tried this one if you hadn't suggested it. And I'm super glad that I did. There's quite a few, and we're actually in the middle of the, making a list because we are going to do a separate video, like a top 20 of these free games and experiences. So that's something that hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can get that sorted and put up there because 
there's a lot of new people that have come to VR, obviously with the Rift S, um, and there's a lot of stuff on the PC that's free, and it's definitely worth checking some of this stuff out, so we'll, we'll try and get that knocked out in the next week or so. Uh, Roots, before we move on quickly, what, what have you tried any of the others? That, what, what was your favorite? Um, I've tried all of those ones that you're talking about. I didn't care for Pearl as much um, for some reason. Um, and I, I, didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't care for Pearl. Roots, uh, Roots, your, your audio's checking out again, buddy. Uh, okay. Uh, better. No, we'll have to come back to you. Just... Uh, yeah, we'll come back to you in a bit, hopefully it'll clear it. Maybe it's your internet connection, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, but, uh, yeah whatever it is you did before, do it again. <laughs> okay, let's move on to another game. Uh, this is a game that came out on the Quest and the the Rift. We did get some stuff on the Rift, and uh, I actually bought it because I wanted a new game. I felt left out. You guys were all getting new games. You were all getting Vader Immortal and all that shit, and I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to play something new. I wanted <laughs> to be included, so I bought Shadow Point. Uh, it's fourteen ninety nine in British pounds, twenty dollars. It's a puzzle game, and I've got to be honest, and I, it's kind of blew me away, really. But what I'll do is I'll pass it up. Roots, do you want to just mic check? See, mic check, mic check. Yeah, it should be fixed. Okay, yeah, mic check. Right, okay. Uh, Roots, you you start talking about this first, and then I'll I'll pick up after you. Uh, yeah, I I saw that you bought it, and I was kind of feeling the same way. I wanted something different, something new, so I I picked it up. And um, I, I I think it's a really good game. I think my problem with this game, and it's it's a personal problem, and it's starting to, to rear its head, is um, I'm starting to get burnt out on puzzle games. Uh, it's like every other game is a puzzle game. I'm starting to feel like it's getting to the level that, uh, you know, shooter, rail shooters got. Um, now, n- not knocking the game at all. It, it is an amazing game. Um, the mechanics for the puzzles are all like shadow based, kind of like if you've seen Resident Evil 7, there's a couple of puzzles in there where you got to put an item in front of something to make a, a certain shadow. And um, I haven't been even close to as far as you um, went, uh, so I haven't seen some of the worlds, but um, it is an amazing game. I do wonder, it seems like they got Patrick Stewart as a, as a main voice, but he's not like a main role, um, you know. It, like he is, but he's not. It's 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 bizarre. I guess it's it's a good thing, but um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely pretty cool. But like I said, I'm I'm just starting to get burnt out with puzzle games. Um, it's starting to feel like work in VR, and I don't like that. So yeah, this uh, I've got the bells in one minute, but we'll this this is a game that I um, I didn't really have much expectations of, and when you first play it, it doesn't. If it's cool, I mean, basically the concept is it's shadow puppets, kind of, where you've got objects, you put them in front of a light, and you've got to match up the, the shape on it like a, on a sheet. So you, you walk up, you've got, it starts off pretty simple. You've got a ball, you put a ball, you, you've got to get the right distance in the right place to match up the shape, and then you, you solve the puzzle. Sometimes you'll have a square, you know, a cube. Sometimes you've got to put the ball and the cube together. They start off pretty simple. So I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, one thing I will say is that the graphics, uh, well, yeah, in fact, Bruce, you talk about the graphics just briefly while I... Okay. Yeah, the graphics, um, they're, I thought they actually were, were not as bad as, as what I was expecting because it was made for the Quest. Um, they clearly didn't make it any different. They just ported it over. Um, the, the graphics are um, somewhat basic in a sense, but um, I didn't feel like it detracted from anything. Um, it looked sharp, clear, clean, colorful. 
Um, the worlds were amazing. I mean, even going between like those portals is, is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, don't, I, I they are more basic, but I don't think it's any detractor at all. Yeah, I think that's the story with a lot of these these quest ports, or or it's going to be is that yeah, sure that they might not be that different from the quest version, but the quest version is better than what you think it is, you know. Yeah, I, I was surprised when I first went in. You do notice that there's no like there's no anti aliasing or anything, so there's a bit the jaggies and stuff, and I'm pretty confident that they've not done any you know any up upsampling or improvements on the rift i'm pretty sure this is just a straight port from the quest to the rift uh, i'd be surprised if they have done anything extra like the the textures are a bit low res in places and things so um but yeah it actually looks surprisingly good i mean when you're actually in some of the environments it, it actually looks pretty nice and it, when you're actually in there and you're doing the puzzles and everything you get so immersed in the game that i just didn't really I didn't. I didn't find myself thinking, "Oh man, you know, this looks this looks crap." And if you if you went to this maybe not knowing that it was a quest port and expecting high end graphics, then you're going to be disappointed. But if you go into it knowing that it, what it is, then I think you'll be pretty pretty surprised how good this game can look at times. Um, we're going to touch on that shortly with some of the quest ports. But I just wanted to just say a bit more about this game because I have put quite a bit of time. I've put like three and a half hours into this now. Um, basically. You start off on on like you go along a cable car. So you go on this cable car, and then you're on this shadow point, and you've got Patrick uh, Stewart who's talking to you, and he's he's kind of like a narrator in certain sections, but he's he's not in throughout the entire game. And then <clears throat> you go into these different worlds. So every time you go into a different world, I won't say anything about the story because I don't want to spoil that, but Every time you go to a different world, they've, they've managed to do different things with the puzzles. So I'll give you a few examples. The first one's pretty basic. You, you basically just see it's kind of an introduction. It's showing you how to uh, have the concept of the game. You know, you've got lights, you've got you create shadows, you, you match the shapes. But then when you go into the next worlds, uh, there's eight worlds altogether. I've done five of them, so I haven't finished it yet. Uh, the second world is um, you get this like magnifying glass. So then you can pull the magnifying glass up and as long as you can't it covers the entire sh thing you can then change it to a different shape so then you have to start messing around changing different shapes around uh you've got uh during that as well they do some we've seen this in other games where they kind of redirect you so sometimes you'll bend over into a well you'll pick something up and then when you stand up everything's changed and that really works well in vr we've seen this in, in games before you know you'll 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 look somewhere you'll turn around and then there'll be a wall there that wasn't there before and that's I love, really, really love that in VR. That really feels good. Really feels cool. And the, the way they've done that is really good. Um, the third world, you've got mirrors. I won't say more than that because I don't want to spoil it because it's some really creative way that they use the mirrors. You start off kind of basic where you can see your reflection, so you've got to solve the puzzle in the mirror. So you kind of, everything's opposite and you've got to figure that out. But they really start playing with that later on throughout the world. The fourth one, uh, they use. Um, you actually have the light instead of you having the objects. You've got to match up the, the thing by positioning the light, and then you've got these crystals that you can activate, and it gets complicated. And then the last one, which I did last night, which was uh, took me an hour to do this world, it was gravity, where you have like these these um, little hooks, and then rather than you having to move the object and carry the object, you have to just hook the object on, and then you've got to try and 
change gravity so that gravity so sometimes you might have to have the objects going up straight up so then you've got to go through these portals to get to the ceiling to then hook the thing on but then you've got to get back down to the bottom to get the thing down without going through the portals it's really that one really messed with my head because you've really got to figure out I mean, there is some really creative puzzles and it like these portals really add a different dimension it kind of feels like portal in a way with the way that they play with things where you've got to go through and now you're on the ceiling so now you've got to get this thing on the ceiling but then you, you've got to get it back to the floor but you can't carry it through the portals because it resets the gravity so then you've got to figure out a way to get it from the ceiling and it's not just a ceiling like a like a normal room it's like a massive hall so you, you there's no way you can reach it and it, yeah really clever the way they've done it um really the more i play it, the more i love it it's, it's, it's really really good uh also within each world you've got like every time you do a puzzle you get a sun so you've got these suns that you have to collect you've got to get all the suns to complete the world but you've also got moons which are like extra puzzles that you can do and if you do the moons then you unlock a door which then puts you in another set of puzzles and it's definitely worth doing that because some of the other puzzles are really good as well so you've got there's loads of content. I mean, I'd, I'd say it's going to take me a good six hours to finish this game. And at $20.15, pounds, I think that's a really good value. Really good production value. Uh, graphics are good. The puzzles are so creative. It's just got that balance. Puzzle games are so hard to get right because sometimes it can be too easy and you don't feel like you're getting challenged. Sometimes it's too hard and it's frustrating and you feel like you, you spend too long trying to figure out what to do and you end up having to look up, up online. I have, I've turned the hints off on this, and I've, I've always got stuck occasionally, but I've always managed to figure it out. I've never I've never got that frustration, and you always get that satisfaction and that you know that aha moment when you actually figure out how to do it, and then you're like, oh, I know what I need to do, and then you do it, and it works, and you just I keep like you know, just like this, like I'm just so pumped that I've managed to figure it out, and it's just it's just so difficult for for puzzle games to get that right, and that, you know. Props to the developer because they've done an amazing job. They've got they've got some obviously some chops because they've done like the Esper series. I don't know if you guys know these, Esper one and two, which were like uh, Gear VR and uh, so they know the puzzle games and really really top notch. One of the best puzzles. It's top five puzzle games on VR for me. This is if you like puzzle games, get it. And I know Roots is probably not. I don't know how far you've got, but I'd say stick with it. I don't know if if uh, I maybe, definitely will actually, Alex. You, hearing you describe it, I want to go play it right now. Like it, I, oh, it's, I, it's, I only it's so went good. so far. Yeah. So yeah, um, you, yeah. you played the first world, I think, and the first world's kind of like introduction world. It just it just changes up every time. If you, you think you know what's gonna, you know, you think you're getting gonna get bored with it, and they switch things up. The mirror world was adding me literally laughing out loud because when you figure things out, I can't say it without spoiling. But when you figure certain things out about the mirror world that you can do certain things. It's like it just feels so clever. You've, you've, it's like, oh my god, it's just unbelievable how creative this is. So, it's and I feel like it's probably going to go under the radar because obviously you've got Vader Immortal and Journey of the Gods, which kind of are more in probably people's radar. But this is definitely a recommend for me. Just, just get it if you like puzzle games. Just buy it. I, I know just a new boy, but you've, you've not tried it yet, though, have you? No, I probably will oh, today. No. Sweet. I definitely be interested in hearing what your thoughts on it because I'm I'm really loving it and uh, like I say it's just one of those games that it starts off 
Yeah, okay, like like, like you can see that on the screen there. That's that's kind of like how it starts, just basic, take this object, line it up. As it goes on, it just gets more and more complicated. But it's not complicated for the sake of being complicated. I mean, you guys have played Transpose, right? That uh, puzzle game. That's that game, complicated. Yeah, that game really messed with my head to the point where it, my head would hurt. And I just I haven't been back to it because it's just too hard for me to get my head around. Whereas this one has just got a balance, just it's just perfect balance, which is really difficult to achieve in a in a, in a puzzle game. So okay, so that's me recommending that one. And we've got Face to Face Two, which is a recommendation. So that's two games people need to buy. Uh, so let's talk about Quest ports. You, obviously, Wes and Justin have both got quests. Unfortunately, me and Roots haven't bought them. And you've had access to a few games which you've had through cross-buy or through getting keys or whatever. So you've tried out, obviously, uh, some games that you've already played on the PC. So let's, why don't you, we'll start with you, Justin. Why don't you talk about what you've played and what you think compared to the PC? Okay. I played, Ro I mean, I had Robo Recall unplugged and I made a video of that. That, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely inferior to the PC version. Um, yeah, Wes, did you play that? No, actually, uh, I steered clear of Robo Recall. It seems like there's a, a lot of people are uh, disappointed with the Robo Recall port. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been done and done over again at this point as far as content on the channel. So I, I didn't check that one out. Okay. So I, uh, you know, I tried, well, there's a bunch of demos that are free. So like there's Creed, a Creed demo. Um, I was, I was pretty impressed with that. You get to do one fight against, uh, you know, this one giant, giant dude. Um, it looked, you know, uh, of course it's a downgrade, but it, it looked pretty good. I think the tracking, the punch tracking and blocking wasn't as good as PC. Um, then there was Beat Saber. I tried the Beat Saber demo. I didn't really see any difference um, between that. Did oh yeah, Wes hasn't even played Beat Saber, so like you probably didn't play the demo. Well, my, I haven't played Beat Saber, but my my wife and children all played that demo. Immediately got hooked, so I had to install it mm -hmm. on my Rift. Mm -hmm. They came in here and played it on that. They said there were some small differences mm -hmm. uh, graphically, but. Uh, but largely the same game. Very playable on, on either system. Okay. I played First Contact. I could see a downgrade, but it's kind of like you have to do an A-B a, B comparison. Because uh, when you're just... I haven't played First Contact in a long time, so it's hard to do that comparison uh, without you know having it right there. I played Super Hot. Really hard to tell any difference. Space Pirate Trainer. I could tell the difference. I could see more like aliasing. Or aliasing, I guess that's the right way. Um, and like, just because the screen is higher res doesn't mean the games are higher res. Like, they don't have to render at the resolution of the screen. So like, they're definitely lower res, from what I can see. Um, except maybe a game like Super Hot isn't. I don't know. So then ex I expect you to die. I played that. You can you can definitely see a difference, and I expect you to die. Like textures aren't as good. Lighting in every game, lighting isn't as good. Basically. Um, that's the big thing. Ocean Rift, I have that for Rift, and I played it on Quest. That's probably a minimal difference, because Ocean Rift isn't very graphically intense at all. Um, I think that's about it as far as ports that I played. 
Okay. Uh, I know you tried Journey of the Gods uh, demo. Is that right? Yeah, I liked what it. What did you think to that? It was fun. You, you have, a, you have a, a sword and a shield and you, you have a crossbow. And you get to do a, like a sort of a boss fight. And it was fun, but it wasn't $30 fun to me. Um, you can turn yeah. you can turn yourself into a really big god. Uh, like you hold grip both grips, and then like you get really big and tall. It, it's sort of like Asgard's wrath, I think. And uh, then you can like manipulate the environment, and, like make trees pop up, and then you can use the go back down to a small size, and then use them as cover, like against the boss or whatever. And um, yeah, it seemed pretty cool, but I don't know about buying it. Um, so the question is. If you hadn't played PC VR and you bought a Quest, would you be happy with what you've oh, seen? Yeah. What you've seen? Yeah, yeah, I definitely would be happy. Yeah, but when so you... what about well, Robo Recall even or like because uh, everybody that's the biggest thing is everybody's like coming from PC and they're trashing it. But like if somebody just put it on, never been in VR, would Robo Recall blow them away or would it be jank? I think it would still it would blow them away if they've never seen VR. Yeah, but when. I've been doing VR, you know, since 2014. Mm-hmm. It's just not gonna impress me, right? Mm. I think that that's an important distinction with this: is that this device isn't meant to be a, a everyday main gaming system for the hardcore VR enthusiast. This is actually something that's intended to bring new people in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, absolutely understandable that these games would not live up to the PC version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been surprised by what I've seen, uh, just videos, and obviously what I've seen in Shadowpoint. Uh, it's, I think personally, based on the hardware just alone, I think they've done a good job, and it, I think it looks better than what I was personally expecting. But obviously, it's always going to be a downgrade. So well, other than the simple stuff like Super Heart Beat Saber, obviously stuff like Robo Recall. I mean, that's like top end sort of VR, you know, level graphics. So it was always going to be a downgrade. And I, I just, I thought from what I've seen, I haven't tried it myself personally. So, but I didn't think it was as bad as I was expecting. I thought it was going to be really bad. So the, but, uh, um, the big graphical issue for me that doesn't affect some people, but there are some of us that see it is the foveated rendering issue, the pixelation, uh, yes, the pixelation yeah. around the edges. Yeah. I see it in almost everything, but like say space pirate trainer, I didn't see it. But most games I see pixelation, especially at the bottom, and it's distracting for me, and it bothers me. In Vader Immortal, I saw it a lot, um, and sometimes it becomes, there's some scenes where it's not, you know, it's maybe it's just at the very bottom, and then there's some scenes where you see a very a very defined uh, square of foveated rendering. Um, I guess in scenes where there's a lot going on, like like Wes saw, the, storm, the Stormtrooper battle, there's all sorts of shit going on everywhere. Um, that's the main graphical issue I have with the quest. And I think that's why they can get such good graphics out of it because that, because of that. So I wonder if they didn't do the foveated rendering, I wonder what, what the graphics would look like. Well, uh, apex construct is a game that I tried one of the ports Mm -hmm. and it's one of the, you know, after you mentioned this, I started looking through the stuff that I, that I played looking for this foveated rendering. And it, it is, visible to me i don't think i would notice it if i weren't looking for it Mm -hmm. but uh, especially along the bottom it's visible and and mostly i think it's because of the shape if they hadn't made it so uh square and straight i don't think it would be as as visible as it is but uh in apex construct i didn't really notice 
notice it in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and but what I did notice is a lot more aliasing in that game. Huh. There was more shimmer in that game than there were in uh, in the other versions. It looked a lot like uh, playing Apex Construct on a, uh, a an OG PS4 version huh. of it. Uh, so I think that that was the trade-off that, that, that they decided not to use that foveated rendering and, and the, the, the hit that the performance took, hmm. um, caused more aliasing, but, uh, overall apex construct port is absolutely awesome. I mean, outside of the rendering, uh, the only other difference that I could tell is the, uh, textures in the vegetation, like the trees and things. Uh, looked a little more fake, but as far as the game itself, spot on. Like, like I, I would, if you like Apex Construct already, or haven't played through it, I would have no issue uh, with playing through the Quest version of it because it's so close to the uh, to the uh, well, let's say the the PSVR version of it. It's very close to the PSVR version of it. Hmm. Um, but as far as um, uh, the foveated rendering, I've noticed it in a few, a few games, and mostly at the bottom, but only because I was looking for it. If I weren't looking for it, I don't think I would have saw it. Anything okay. else? I think. Uh, anything, anything, any other games you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I played a couple more. I played okay. um, Angry Birds, uh, the Isle of Pigs. This is a game that I recently played through on my channel completely, start to finish. And, uh, yeah, I think that the quest port is pretty much identical. I can't tell any difference. There, there was a couple of spots that that uh, rendering line popped up, but, but it didn't really affect anything. I didn't really notice it. It didn't stick out to me. Uh, but I did notice it a couple of times. But as far as graphically, uh, gameplay-wise, uh, I may even prefer this game on the quest because the the extra mobility that you get from being able to move around tetherless, it really allows you to examine the structures that you're trying to destroy and find the weak point. Subsequently, it's also a lot easier to cheat because you can walk right up to the thing and put it right where you want it. You know, you don't have to fire from a distance. Uh, but I had a lot of fun in Angry Birds uh, being untethered. All of a sudden, that those waypoints that you can teleport to, the teleport points, those mean nothing anymore because you can just walk around. And, uh, and again, no concessions graphically, no concessions audio-wise. Uh, a very tight port of a game that, in my opinion, looked like a mobile game to begin with. So uh, not, no surprises that it ported well to the Quest. Uh, the other game that I played for um, for the quest, the other port I played was a game that everyone's played, Thumper, um, and it was very close, I think, to to the earlier versions that I played on PC and on PlayStation Four. Uh, the biggest difference I could tell were some maybe some particle effects that were missing from it. Uh, the 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 whole scene graphically was a little bit less intensive than the earlier versions but uh coming into it new uh, i think that it would be just as impressive to the new player because that sense of speed that you get with it is still there the sense of height that you get as you go up the track still there 
the bosses are still as, as crazy looking as they ever were. And um, the, uh, what was I going to say? The, uh, oh, the, the beetle, that metallic beetle that, that you're controlling. It, I don't know if it's the, the, the new screens or what, but this thing seemed even bigger and more present than I remember it from the other games. I mean, this thing is huge and shiny and right up in your face when you're playing this. And it seems like on the earlier versions, I was a little uh, further removed from it. Maybe it was a little bit smaller, but this thing was visually impressive. It was the first thing I noticed as soon as I got into Thumper. And, uh, yeah, I played this game for a while. I got started on it, and I didn't want to stop. Uh, I, I had the intention of just going in and checking it out to see how well it ported. And I, I probably played it for, for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour just because I was having such a good time in it. Uh, so, overall, uh, I think that the three ports that I tried were all very good, very well done. And for a newcomer coming into Quest, I think that they would be just as awed by it as I was the first time that I tried PlayStation VR. Hmm. Good. That's what we want. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that the quests hit the mark, personally. I, I, I think, uh, other than the comfort issues that I know you guys are suffering, I think they've done a good job with it. So um, we'll definitely be covering more stuff, obviously, from the quest in the future. Um, <clears throat> nice legs, Anthony, if, you, if you're listening to this. Just, just check, just check the video. Just check the video right now. Just have a look what we're looking at. <laughs> nice. Uh, we were going to actually talk about Lo-Fi, uh, the tech demo, but we're running a bit short on time this week. So, um, and what we'll do is we'll wait till Roots and Wes, you both play this as well. So I think we might move that till next week. Um, have anyone, any of you guys, got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this week's show up? No, just look at look at how cool this video is, man. It's got to, uh, <laughs> the um, Anthony just playing some tennis there. Actually, this I game looks a lot better than I thought it was from this Let's Play. It looks a lot better. Yeah, I did actually watch this Let's Play, and I've got to admit, Anthony, you did a good job uh, selling me on the game. It looks fun, you know, the, the different different balls, different power ups and things. It's not a serious tennis game. You've got baseball. You've got. Uh, Bowling, so yeah, this is it's just thirty dollars. I think that's the main problem. It's just yeah. the price. Yeah, get it on yeah. sale. I played the yeah, demo. Yeah, I played the demo, and uh, then I commented to Anthony that the, the issue I have with it is when when I hit the ball, I feel like kind of like it's too guided, kind of like the computer is making it too easy like for me. Sort of, yeah, and like he said auto aim. He agreed that he thinks that's the biggest issue with the game. Yeah. Is, is there no options to turn that off, do you think, or...? Uh, I don't know. It don't... seems like a bit of a kid's game, and they've, they've catered it towards kids making it easy. Because mm -hmm. I didn't notice when Anthony was uh, swinging, every single one seemed to go on target, and I'm pretty sure that wasn't because of his skills, more just the game kind of making sure that it, the ball goes where you need it to go. So. Yeah, I suck at <laughs> tennis, and I was still getting it in when I was hitting it, you know? Yeah, so I suppose they've just come straight on the arcade side, probably. So, did it feel like uh, in Astrobot Rescue Mission when you're heading the soccer balls at the enemies, how that just kind of homes in on them after you hit it? Probably not that much, but something like that. Yeah. 
I was okay. thinking Anthony was doing really good. <laughs> and the demo okay, only so has wrap this up. Sorry. The, the demo oh. only has tennis, whereas the game, the full game, has tennis, bowling, and baseball. Mm. Baseball. Yeah, it's so like a Wii like Sports. Wii Sports of uh, VR, isn't it? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it sounds like a TV shatterer to me. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's just a prize, definitely. I feel like this should have been. I think it should have been a pack-in, actually. If I'm honest, I think they should have been included with the quest as a as a built-in game because there's no games with the quest other than demos, which is another subject really to get on. But I think they should have at least given you one one game with the game with the with the quest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and this would have been a perfect. And I agree with you about the price. Uh, who who's going to pay? Thirty dollars for this when when you've got games like Racket Fury and Racket NX uh, available to you to play uh, for a much lesser cost. Thirty uh, is a little steep for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So let's let's wrap this one up. Um, I know this has probably been a bit of a short uh, show. We, last week was just a, like a mammoth three and a half hour yeah. show. We are going for a slightly different uh, route now. We're gonna we're gonna go. Shorter main weekly show, and then the, the the game discussions that we used to have at the end, we're going to try and do those in a review format and then put them throughout the week. So we have got plans to do four reviews, but I think looking at the time, we might not be able to get those all done this, this week, but um, we'll see. Uh, so don't worry. We're still going to be talking about games. We're going to be able to go even more in-depth because we can go into spoilers and things at the end of the reviews. So keep an eye on those, and uh, if you've got any thoughts criticisms leave it in the comments and then we can check out and uh, and try hopefully improve every week like subscribe do all the yeah make sure you make sure stuff. subscribe and put notifications because we've got uh, <clears throat> the, the reviews that we're definitely going to get done we've got vader immortal which wes and, and justin are going to do and they're going to do a separate spoiler cast as well so if you've already played the game which i'm sure anyone who's bought the quest probably already has they're going to go into spoilers and they're going to go and break the game down a little bit and talk about some of the key moments and the story and everything. Uh, we're also going to be doing tri- um, Freediver Triton Down, which we can't upload until Thursday because there's an embargo on it, but we're going to review that. So that's definitely going to go up. There's a couple more that we're hoping to get done, but we just need to keep an eye on time. So we're going to leave it there for this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Bye.